Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We have an update for you today on opportunities for congregations to serve as sponsors for Ukraine refugees. Joining us today, Deaconess Lorraine Roach. She is the LCMS Ukraine Project Consultant here in the United States. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour, Deaconess Roach. Thank you very much. Good morning. Great to have you back on and get an update today. Last time we talked, you shared some information with us about how congregations can serve as a, a welcoming congregation, welcoming family to refugees, Ukrainian refugees coming to the United States, seeking refuge here. And there are grants for congregations looking to do that. And so now today we have a, an update on that. Before we get to that, let, let's talk a little bit more about the, the need for sponsors for Ukrainian refugees who are seeking refuge here in the U.S. Yeah, thank you. This has been literally the largest humanitarian crisis in Europe since World War II. About 8 million Ukrainians have been displaced from their homes. Many of them have had to move from country to country. They basically had to leave Ukraine with what they could carry in their suitcases. And other countries in Europe have been very welcoming and helpful in providing food and shelter and so forth. But with that many people displaced, it has become a pretty unwieldy situation in a lot of locations. And so the U.S. government has opened up the opportunity for Ukrainians to come to the United States on a humanitarian parole program, which allows them to come for up to two years, possibly more, depending how long the war drags on. They're allowed then to have a work permit and and stay in the United States until they can return to their homes if they would like to, or there may be opportunities for them to stay long-term in the U.S. And so right now, there are hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians that have applied for the humanitarian parole status, and there's an urgent need for sponsors to help these people, many of them families with young children, where they've been living off their savings Because, of course, the parents lost their jobs when the war began. Kids have not been able to go to school. And and so they're just very grateful to Americans who have been willing to sponsor them and come to the U.S. So let's talk about the grants that are available. What are these uh, grants for LCMS congregations and for RSOs that make it available for an opportunity for these people to support the refugees that are coming? LCMS members have been extremely generous wanting to help Ukrainian refugees. And so there is a pool of funding specifically designated for that from from donations that people have given. And so we're able to offer up to $10,000 grants for congregations who want to sponsor a Ukrainian refugee or a refugee family. And the, the grant application itself is actually pretty simple. It's only about three pages The congregation submits the grant to the Senate, and at the same time, they need to submit a sponsorship application to the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service, and that process can take a little bit longer, but they can be matched with a refugee family through that process, or if they have a connection already to someone who is a refugee or family, they can they can list that information on on that application. 
And so once they've identified the refugee or family they would like to sponsor, then the grant from the LCMS provides help with transportation and housing and utilities and other kinds of support that they need once they land in the U.S. Can you share with us some feedback you've received from participants in the grant program or LCMS congregations and organizations that have welcomed families? I can. We have congregations around the country that have sponsored Ukrainian refugees, and overwhelmingly they have said this has been a huge blessing to their congregation. People have been very generous in helping support the refugees as well as it's been a great opportunity for them to learn more about Ukraine and Ukrainian culture. They've shared stories of of their life in Ukraine as well as their cooking and become friends with other kids in the congregation and in the school and have attended the youth programs. And they've just really assimilated into the community and into the congregation to be part of their new home while they're here. What does that support look like if a congregation wants to support a family uh, and does the applications? What what does it actually look like then for the congregation? What kinds of support are they uh, are, are they going to be able to provide for these families? Initially, they will help with transportation to get from Europe to the U.S. And in some cases, they have congregation members who have who travel a lot for business and who have helped with donating frequent flyer miles to help with that. Otherwise, they can use the grant funds to help with airfare if needed. Once the refugees arrive, then they help with housing. And that has varied also in some cases. One congregation was using a parsonage that was vacant, and and so the family is staying there. Orphan Grain Train has sponsored about 20 families that have come into Norfolk, Nebraska, and they actually purchased a large facility where they could temporarily house people until they could move them into apartments. In other cases, they've connected with people who have vacation homes or casitas or other properties owned by congregation members that they've been able to work out a housing arrangement. And then they support them with everything to furnish a place that's that's needed from stocking the pantry to kitchen things and seasonal clothing, gift cards, and then also assisting them with school enrollment for the kids, helping with English as a second language classes if that's needed, although many Ukrainians do speak fairly good English. And then they've also helped with job applications and in some cases, some workforce training to get certified. For example, one refugee actually was a translator in Ukraine. And so once she arrived in the U.S., she enrolled in a program to get certified as an interpreter and translator here in the U.S. So it really kind of depends on on the refugee and the refugee family. I've also actually been contacted by directly by some Ukrainian refugees one of whom has a background in tech and and graphic design and worked for an American company as a contractor. And he and his wife have two little girls. They're currently in Germany looking for a sponsor family. As I understand it, there are still grants available, still grant funds available. Is that correct? There are. And there there's no deadline. We are just accepting grant applications as they come in. So if if someone is interested, they 
can contact me at my email address is humancare at lcms.org. And my information is also on the website. Very good. Now, you mentioned earlier the application is only three pages long for the LCMS grants for those who are looking to congregations that are looking to support and sponsor refugees. Tell us a little bit more about that application process. They can go to the LCMS website right on the homepage. Actually, there's a link to the Ukraine grant page where they can they can just search for that. And on that page, it gives an explanation of the information that's required. They, my email and phone number are on there, and they can contact me, and I can I can actually send them a sample application form that's been completed. So it gives them an idea of the questions that are asked and and some of the information that they might need. I've also put together a couple of handouts that give an overview of the program and how it interfaces with the Welcome.us program, the the federal um, sponsorship program. And also a handout that just gives information about the experiences of other congregations with sponsorship and in their own words, talking about all the things that they've learned and and how things have gone with the sponsorship of refugees. There are also information sessions from the agencies that are uh, helping connect families to sponsor, including one this evening, November 7th. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just a one-hour session on sponsorship, and they can go to the welcome.us website to register for that. It's free to sign up, and it's just an online webinar information session for an hour from 5.30 to 6.30 Eastern time. Very good. And there's also one coming up in December as well. You can visit welcome.us to learn more about those opportunities. And again, you can find more about the LCMS grants to sponsor Ukraine refugees at lcms.org. We are just about out of time. And again, your email address, Deaconess Lorraine, is humancare at lcms.org. Is that right? That's correct. Very good. Well, thank you for spending some time with us and providing an update on these grants so that congregations can consider serving as sponsors for Ukraine refugees looking to take refuge here in the United States. Our guest today, Deaconess Lorraine Roach, she serves as the LCMS Ukraine Project Consultant here in the United States. Thanks for being our guest. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live Uncommon.